Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. For the ninth time in the last 10 fall seasons, North Dakota State Bison are the kings of the FCS world. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Saturday in Frisco, Texas, North Dakota State dismantled Montana State, posting a 38-10 victory over a Bobcat squad, making their first national championship game appearance in 37 years. NDSU rushed for 380 yards, and Hunter Lepke scored three first-half touchdowns to help NDSU to a 28-0 halftime lead. And by the time Montana State got on the board, the Bison already had a five-score lead. Lepke, a junior in-state product, rushed for 84 yards to spearhead a rushing attack that averaged nearly 10 yards per carry, and Montana State could never find its footing following an injury to starting quarterback Tommy Malott. Lepke was named the outstanding player of the FCS national title game as North Dakota State moved to 9-0 in Frisco, Texas, and claimed its ninth national championship since 2011. Montana State graduates 16 seniors, including All-Americans like Troy Anderson, Lewis Kidd, and Daniel Hardy. The Bobcats finished the 2021 season with 12 victories. And finally, for the first time since 2017, Montana State defeated rival Montana on the basketball court. MSU's men's basketball team posted a 66-59 win over the Grizz in Bozeman for their first rivalry win in nine outings. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory.
music singers have always been a real close family. But lately, some of my kin folks have disowned a few others and me. I guess it's what up, Montana? Welcome back. You want us now here on ESPN Radio. Maybe you're watching it. SWX Montana Television. It's Marty Mornaway sitting with me, Coulter Nuanas, here at the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Missing thing in the first hour of the show, we had one more Montana football hour for the 2022 season. Definitely pretty cool and pretty crazy to be doing a Montana football hour on January 10th, but it was a phenomenal football season across the Treasure State. I think that was the the best simultaneously the Grizz and the Bobcats have been uh, at the same time, probably 10 years, maybe even longer than that. Uh, because, you know, when, back when Montana was so good, when Bobby Houck was here the first time, Montana State was coming up a little bit, but they weren't Neither, this is the first time in a long time both these teams have been in the top five. That's really cool for us uh, here at ESPN Radio. So we talked all the way through the Montana Football Hour. Heard from Brent Vegan of Montana State as well as Ty Okada from MSU. Matt Entz from North Dakota State, their head coach. NDSU takes down Montana State 38-10. to Ninth national championship in the last 10 years for the Bison. So we talked all about that in the Montana Football Hour. You can find that on the Nuanas Now podcast, which is proudly presented by Sportsbet Montana. About an hour from now, the FBS championship kicks off. So if you want to go place a bet on it, Sportsbet Montana's got all sorts of cool props, pregame props, in-game props. You can tease the line quite a bit, so go find a Sportsbet Montana kiosk, one of your awesome watering holes or anywhere, any of your favorite places. They'll, they'll likely have one for you. We're going to talk more about that FBS championship game as well as the FCS championship game I was at over the weekend. But we wanted, we've been sort of getting so in-depth on all the college stuff that we've been running out of time on the NFL stuff, and now... It's prime time in the NFL, so I want to start with the uh, the Montana, excuse me, the uh, Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty Morningweg with NFL. So first of all, Coach, thanks for being here, man. How you living? Oh, I'm living great. Are you kidding me? Missoula, Montana, with the NFL playoffs. Let's juice it up. What an exciting, exciting weekend from a fan's perspective. You know, culture. I don't get to do this. I know. Much. So to sit back and look at the big picture, now I understand how the NFL keeps eyeballs on all of those TVs. Well, that's exactly right. I mean, you you get it now, right? I mean, it's crazy, the drama, especially with all the new technology where you can just, I mean, you can watch in on four, five, six games in a day. If you got signed a ticket, you can watch all of them. It's amazing. Yeah, I don't think I use the fancy stuff, but I do click sure. back and forth to the games now. Some of the young people, or maybe all people, use that red zone thing. Oh, yeah. I don't see. I don't like the red zone. I don't either. You'll appreciate this as a coach. I mean, you don't get the flow of the game nearly as much. All you see is what's or – you don't see anything about what's already happened, so you don't know how the, the tone of a game's going. You know, I think the people that watch it, the, the games that way yeah. are in those, those uh, fantasy, fantasy yeah. Yeah. leagues and all of that because it's all they care about. They don't care who wins and loses. Crazy. It's totally crazy. You know, That's they the, only care about their players oh, getting oh yeah. points. Coach Marty was a, a coach in the NFL for more than 25 years. I meant to ask you this last week. When you're coaching in the NFL, do you have, like, any perspective on fantasy football? I had none. Now, I would, let's say, pre-practice pre and you're out there with, you know, the, your great tight end. I'm going, how you doing? He's going, well, I'm doing good in the fantasy leagues. And I'm going, okay, 
tell me that. So the players kind of keep up with it, I think. Yeah. Coaches, nothing. I just, I just, I'm, I'm oblivious to the whole process. Well, that's probably good. It, it's so funny because I have always, it's, it, I get invited to be in fantasy football leagues all the time. And I always say yes, more because I love gambling more than I like actually playing fantasy football. But for years and years, it's always been the joke amongst the leagues I'm in. If I don't win it, people are like, well, no, the ESPN guy, how do, you know, you, you watch football for a living. How do you not win it? But sometimes you just never know when you draft Saquon Barkley and he snaps his, or he blows, blows out his knee or you draft whoever he snaps his ankle, whatever. But it was funny. I, I, I decided to truly concentrate on it this year. And uh, the other thing I've always had a big hiccup with is I can never draft players that I don't like or if, it's on, if they're on teams I don't want to watch. And so then this year, though, it to- I totally lucked out because in two of my leagues, I was lucky enough to draft Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson, both from the Vikings. I also got my boy Cooper Cup. I also got my boy Debo Samuel. So I had all my favorite players, and those guys all just tore it up this year. So I ended up winning two of my leagues, which actually, now that I even articulate this, this is the worst thing that ever happened to me because now everybody's <laughs> going to want me to win forever again, and I'm just going to get so much smack talk to me. But it is interesting as a guy that worked in the league how there is so much varying levels of perspective when it comes to it. And it is sort of weird that people don't care about the results of the game oftentimes. They just want Dalvin Cook to score a touchdown or whatever. No, it's crazy. I'll tell you a story a few weeks back. Bobby Cade, my youngest, who's playing ball at Carroll College, go Saints, was at home. All In fact, all the kids were at home. We had a great holidays by the way but he was in a, a, a game fantasy football game with another fella right right he's a half a point down <laughs> oh and, he's sweating and, probably and he goes well i need uh baker mayfield to throw a pick and it's not going to happen and then at the end of the game baker had to throw up a hail mary and i go did that do it for you katie goes no I'm, i lost my half a point i said Mayfield just threw a pick on a Hail Mary. He left the room. Oh, and he goes, geez. yes. And he's cheering about a, a, a non-issue, a Hail Mary that ends up being a pick instead of a knockdown. So he won the game. That's kind of a ridiculous way to go about life, isn't it? It is ridiculous. Marty Morningway gets to studio with us. It's the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. Do this the second hour of each Nuanas now here during football season. It's presented proudly by Alpine Touch. You want some Alpine Touch? I know the college football season's winding down. It's about over. The FBS National Championship game takes place tonight. But you can use Alpine Touch any time of year. It's great if you're grilling or cooking. I use it in my eggs. It's awesome. If you want a Grand Slam package from Alpine Touch, give us a call right now. 406-888-1029. Caller number three. That's 888-1029. If you don't win, go to alpinetouch.com and check out uh, all the awesome spice products that they have there. Uh, thanks to Chad and the boys for being throughout, uh, being with us throughout all football season. Uh, Coach, it was also fun because we threw, uh, we flew, excuse me, through Las Vegas uh, on the way down and, and back to Dallas. And so there was a bunch of people from Montana that went down for the game. There's a lot of Raiders fans in Montana, which makes sense because they were such a, a iconic and prominent uh, team in the 70s and 80s. I mean, I think a lot of people from maybe your age demographic, those Raiders teams were so good and so legendary, John Madden, all the way up through like the Marcus Allen teams in the mid-80s. Howie Long you know, lives in Montana, so there's a lot of ties. Um, but what a game. I mean, you talk about the last game of the NFL regular season comes down to overtime and almost ends in a tie. 
with the winner going to the playoffs and the loser going home, I mean, the drama couldn't get much better. It was the, one of the most epic endings to an NFL season you could have ever had. Coulter, you know I have ties to the Baltimore club. And so we were watching that game, another overtime game right. against the Steelers. Yep. And the Baltimore Ravens needed about five things to happen, including them winning the game. Right. If they win that game, all five things ended up happening. Right. With the last one with the Raiders winning. But I'll tell you, and so we were sort of rooting for all, all sorts of different things, that kind of like the fantasy football league. Right. You know, but uh, the end of that game, you know, I know there was probably a 1% chance that it would ever end up in a tie. But you got down to the end, and my wife was keeping me up on the thing. But uh, because you know my wife Lindsay, she's a little bit has a little bit of conspiracy theory. In <laughs> so, so to set the scene for this, if you didn't follow the story leading up into this game, there was all these crazy playoff scenarios to determine who was going to make the playoffs between Baltimore, Indianapolis, Pittsburgh, the Chargers, and the Raiders. All this crazy stuff happened. The number one thing that had to happen that was so unlikely was the Colts, who I thought were like a borderline Super Bowl contender had to beat the Jags. They don't. They lose to the worst team in the league. One domino falls. Then Pittsburgh beats Baltimore in overtime, and that all then led into this Sunday night game, and the gambling people are going crazy. Twitter is going crazy because if this game ends in a tie, both these teams could make the playoffs, and then Pittsburgh, who won earlier in the day, would be left out. It would have been so wild to watch. And then here we are in this overtime game, and it's getting into the last minute overtime. You're sitting there thinking, there's no way. There's no way this is going to happen. And it almost does. I remember telling my wife in that situation, because she's going, this thing could end up in a tie. You know, both teams just slow played. I go, no, you have to play to win the game, even if there's a very small chance that it backfires on you, play to win the game. And I... Reading afterwards, after the game last night and today, there was in the in the Raiders' mind, if LA, if the if the Chargers didn't call a timeout, they were probably just going to run it and end the game. Do, do you think so? I think that was the situation. There, there's so much debate going on on social media and on the on the the national TV shows right now. Some people. Totally agree with you. I was on an airplane, so I, I'd missed the very end of the game. I had to rewatch some of the highlights when I finally got back to the hotel. But uh, some people agree that if the, if they wouldn't have called a timeout, the Raiders would have just run it out. And then other people say, no, the, Ra- the Raiders were going to go for the win. So it, fascinating scenario. But to your wife's point about the conspiracy theory, the fact that this thing was in Vegas, I mean, it, it, so much stuff was going on during this game. And then the dust settles, and the Raiders win this thing. And they're into the playoffs, which is crazy, given what they've gone through from the Henry Ruggs disaster that resulted in somebody dying to John Gruden getting fired. Somehow, Raiders in the playoffs for the first time since moving to Vegas. And then the Chargers, I mean, they have some serious stuff to look at in the offseason. Because Justin Herbert might be the best quarterback in the league that's not named Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. He's unreal. And they're not in the playoffs. That's crazy. Yeah, they're a really good football team, much like Indianapolis, and they're not in the playoffs. Are you kidding me? In fact, I just spoke on the telephone before I came over to the defensive coordinator 
for the Jacksonville football team, and he said they just beat them up. And that is asinine almost to hear. You've got one team playing to get in the playoffs. Right. You have another team playing for basically nothing. Yeah. And they kicked their butt. And to kick a team's butt like the Colts physically, that was just so unexpected. I mean, the Colts have among, if not the best offensive lines in, in football. They have a great defensive front led by two of the best interior guys in the league in DeForest Buckner and, and Darius Leonard. They had it rolling for a minute. I've been watching this hard that this season on HBO. They did a hard knocks in season. By the way, have you ever been a part of a hard knocks? No, never wanted to. Every I organization that I was with. <laughs> Declined it, yeah. if at all possible. Now, there comes a time where you couldn't decline it anymore. Hmm. And they almost force you to do it. But, Interesting. But every club that I was with, we declined it. Well, Hard Knocks has been around for about 20 years, and it's usually a uh, sort of docu-miniseries, five episodes of training camp. It's usually the first week of training camp all the way through the final cut. And most of the time, they highlight some guys that are trying to make the squad. It's kind of like uh, the, the last cuts uh, for, for each NFL team that's highlighted each year. E- even that is sort of a distraction during fall camp. But this year they did an in-season hard knocks with the Colts. I was very surprised that Frank Reich said yes to this. Uh, and it, it out the gates, it looked like it might have been a distraction because they started out 1-5. and five, But then they rallied and they were really good in the middle part of the season. And Jonathan Taylor got it rolling. Uh, in the run game, he wins the NFL rushing title, by the way, by almost 500 yards. So very impressive year to the the big back out of Wisconsin. Uh, but because I watched that whole hard knocks, I do have a little bit of a, a bias towards the Colts just because you watch a team day in and day out. You're like, man, they're so good. Th- this team, I win the Super Bowl. And they looked like a Super Bowl team, like when they whipped the Patriots. I mean, they had a couple big wins this year, but... Then the dust settles, and they're on the outside looking in. I thought that the Colts, the Chargers, and the Ravens, all three of those teams are very good teams that that disappointed this year. They're not in the playoffs, and I think that that's that's an underachievement by those teams. You have to keep it together, Coulter, as you know. You will go through so many, typically, so many ups and downs, and you've got to motor through a bunch of adversity in a normal year. And the Raiders did a miraculous job of keeping it together. And I suspect that the interim head coach is going to be the head coach because of what they were able to accomplish through a bunch of adversity. Other teams go through adversity, and if they don't motor through it, at the other end when they come out, they're not as good a team. Others, when they motor through it, Really, with toughness and a certain old-school mentality, they're even better when they come out of the mess. Monday afternoon quarterback, Marty Morningweg, our NFL insider, joining us here in studio on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. And uh, you're right. I mean, just giving away everything the Raiders have gone through. But also, if you've been watching... Paying attention, if you've really been paying attention closely, the Raiders have been building. They've and uh, you know John Gruden, despite all the controversy that ultimately cost him his job, he did do a good job of assembling a competitive roster. And uh, that said, though, I think one of the most unlikely and maybe less uh, a story that's not being told as much as I think it should be is that Derek Carr is a guy that's had a lot of of hype and potential for a long time, and he's been okay in his career. But he took it to the top level this year, and he's one. I mean, 
his season was one of the five or six best seasons in the, in the, in the NFL. And he really you know, took that team under, I mean, he took the offense under his wing, despite having Josh Jacobs was banged up throughout the year. Darren Waller was banged up throughout the year. You know, Henry Ruggs is obviously no longer on the team, given all, all that uh, disaster that he was involved in. I mean, so Carr's progression, I mean, it was, it was key for, for Las Vegas. Couple things come to mind, Coulter. The first is a quarterback. I'll tell you what, loved his ability to throw the football when he was coming out. And then he's been through the mess, sort of yes. ups and downs, and it may have even made him better. Although I still think he struggles against pressure just he does. a little he bit. He does. He does. And in fact, yeah, yesterday I thought there was a, a throw or two versus pressure that he still should have made. Secondly, Mike Mayock. Yep. Did and and John yep. Gruden did a heck of a job building that team. I thought at early in the season that they were very good. Then they went through some crazy adversity, but they held it together. And to hold it together, Coulter, you and I have talked about this before. You need some great leadership in the locker room. You need some men that are men. Yep. And they hold it together for the whole ball club. The NFL playoffs will begin this upcoming weekend. So here is how the division race is played out. I know there's a lot of people that like the extra week. A lot of people that don't. I think most people that don't are the players just because of you know just extra wear and tear on your bodies. And, and there's still always going to be the, the conversation about guaranteed contracts and, and uh, the lack of prevalence of those in the NFL. Uh, but the drama was high within the first 18-week season of the NFL and uh, the way that it all played out, the Buffalo Bills win the AFC East. That was not necessarily a surprise. Actually, I think that they, that was uh, expected from the Bills. And I think that they do have a legitimate shot now to make a run at a Super Bowl or at least a conference title. Cincinnati Bengals, though, win the AFC North. Certainly a surprise. That was a very good division. And uh, one that I think that most people probably picked one of the three other teams to win. And Cincinnati ends up winning it. And uh, Cleveland... One of, the, one of those other teams that's definitely in that group with Indian and the Chargers and uh, the Ravens as teams that were disappointing to not make the playoffs. The Tennessee Titans, despite losing Derrick Henry, their bell cow running back, and having Julio Jones in and out of the lineup, A.J. Brown in and out of the lineup, they still not only win the AFC South, they're the number one seed in the AFC. So uh, Mike Rabel did a hell of a job. He's definitely one of the favorites for NFL Coach of the Year. And then the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, they win the AFC West in the NFC the Cowboys win the NFC East. The Green Bay Packers, the number one overall seed. They are the NFC North champions, and they get a bye. The Bucks win the NFC South, and the Rams win the NFC West. A couple different crazy notes from uh, what played out over the weekend. First of all, Tom Brady, at, at the ripe old age of 100 years old, still led the NFL in passing yards. Coach, he threw for 5,400 yards. He's like 45 years old. Is this ever going to stop? I mean, it's unbelievable that he is still playing at such a high level. Really, really unique. He's a unique man, a unique individual, and a unique football player. For him to be doing what he's doing at his age, I remember coaching a couple of guys that were getting near 40. Right. And it wasn't the same. They were not the same. They could still function pretty well. Right. I remember coaching the great Warren Moon. He was 40 years old. I had him in the Pro Bowl. Now, he could really throw the ball. I mean, it looked pretty. But he could no longer move 
quite like he did when he was a little younger. Tom Brady, he's still moving and grooving in a small area within the pocket. He still has just excellent feet, vision, instincts. Uh, it looks like for a moment to me earlier in the year and last year that he lost a little bit of arm strength. I'm not so sure that that's the case, or maybe he's rebuilt it just a little bit. It's just truly amazing to look at these statistics going all the way back to his first year as a starter for the New England Patriots in 2001. And here we are now with Tom Brady sitting here at 44 years old, and this was his first 5,000-yard season. This is the second most touchdowns, 43 of them, that he's ever thrown in a season in his career. Again, he's 44. I, I just I think it's completely and utterly unprecedented in professional sports to have somebody have their, one of their best statistical seasons of their career in year 22. It's not it's not even in the realm of, of comprehension. Well, experience counts and it pays True. off, but usually age catches up to you, and it hasn't caught up to the great Tom Brady yet. One of the uh, only irrelevant games in the NFL yesterday were played between the Minnesota Vikings and the Chicago Bears. The Vikings did win that game 31-17, and that was not enough to save uh, the jobs of either head coach Mike Zimmer or GM Rick Spielman. But that loss also ends the Matt Nagy era in Chicago. And uh, now here we are. And it's only Monday, Coach. And the Vikings got a head coaching opening. The Bears got a head coaching opening. Heads rolled in Miami today, which I was incredibly surprised about with Brian Flores getting fired uh, by the Dolphins. And uh, I'm I'm missing one. There was one other firing I'll remember here in a minute. But, I mean, pretty swift, the action that they take. Oh, Vic Fangio in in Denver was let go as well. So, uh, I mean... Pretty swift, the way that uh, heads roll so quickly. I mean, we're less than 24 hours uh, after the end of the last game of the regular season. The minds were made up before the last ball games. I'll tell you, the I'm with you, Coulter. The Miami Dolphins thing surprised me just a little bit. It looks to me like the minds were made up early in the season when they were like 1-7. and seven. And then they, they made a little run and just missed out on the playoffs. Uh, but uh, his name was just not bantered about uh, that way. Good friend of mine, Matt Nagy, uh, in Chicago, he ends up with a winning record by like two games. He had such a great first year. He did. Sort of took the league by storm. A lot of the original uh, sort of CFL concepts that he had in there, but then it was just never sustainable. Well, he had such a great defense his first year. And and they were pretty good on defense for most of his time there, yeah, honestly. Yeah, and they hired him because he's an offensive guy. Totally. And then that never came to fruition. And so I, I texted him earlier today. And the one thing after going through that, you better keep your eyes up and your shoulders back always after something like that. Sure. And move forward. Let's not disappear. Well, uh, that's the last question I want to get to before we take a break. Is I, f- I found this fascinating, and you would you you know this as somebody that's been in coaching forever. By the way, Marty Morningweg in studio. It's our Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. Uh, it's not a matter of if; it's a matter of when. Unless you're Mike Tomlin or Bill Belichick, er- pretty much everybody's going to get fired at some point. That's what's crazy. I mean, you could be Doug Peterson, win a Super Bowl, and be fired. You'd be out of a job in two years. Yeah. It's amazing this the what have you done for me lately. 
But also, though, like you're saying, if you kind of just keep your head up and and stay connected to it, I mean, it seems as if most of the guys that are are capable and and uh, have the skills to be an NFL coach, they're going to get hired again. So I mean, that's so it's such a strange little uh, universe that exists, though, right? I mean, because. In no other industry can you get fired multiple times and still be a hot candidate for a job. I mean, Brian Flores got fired today. He's going to be one of the leading candidates for these other jobs, no question about it. I would think so. <laughs> but you you make a good point. These men were heck of a coach before they got hired to be the head coach. And then sometimes, Coulter, it's the situation. Some of these situations that coaches put themselves into are almost impossible to get the thing turned around within right. two or three years. And some cases, that's all you're getting nowadays. And some of that's due to the media and all the Twitter and sure. all of those sure. things. Uh, you know, I remember uh, the great Chuck Noll. I think it took him four or five years to get to 500. Right. Well, nowadays, he might not make it to that fifth year, and then he wins uh, Super Bowls, plural. Four of them. Uh, same right. with Tom Landry. Now, uh, it took him uh, several years to get to a winning record even. and then, But once they got there, then they took off. That no longer happens in today's game. ESPN Radio, Marty Morningwig in studio with me, Coulter Nuanez. A text in from, actually, our uh, wonderful Leader here at Missoula Broadcasting Company, she's a big Packers fan, big Brett Favre fan, and she says, if Brett Favre would have traveled with uh, an eating and massage guru like Tom Brady for his whole career, he would certainly be the GOAT. <laughs> so, pretty funny. It is interesting, though, just the way that uh, that element of, of professional athletics has changed. Even just, you know, Brett Favre's not, he's only one generation before what we're talking about right now, and it is a, so much higher of a priority on taking care of yourself, nutrition and, and all of that stuff. I'll tell you, Coulter, what a great point. It wasn't too long ago uh, that there was an offseason. The fellas went out there, some of the big guys, and they got fat, and then they worked it off in training camp. Right. I, that's the way it operated. Nowadays, because of science in some cases, because of mentality, because the players are making so much money right. that they're trying to get every advantage to continue to play and to get to the highest level. I know some big guys, you know, offensive linemen. Every single morning, five days a week during the season, 6 a.m., one hour on the treadmill. Yeah. And it kept their career going. They just couldn't. You get fat in off season and you yeah. walk around. Your career isn't as long. Tom Brady figured it out, and I, I think he's figured it out big time. It goes back to the great Mickey Mantle. I remember right. watching him on TV one time when he was an older man. He said, if I knew I would have lived this long, if I knew I was going to live this long, hell, I would have taken care of my body a little bit better. And so you're just a generation or two out of that mentality. It is amazing to watch it all evolve, and it's going to actually have a huge influence on our uh, evaluation of, of legacies and things like that because some of the guys play now, they're going to play for so long, they're going to blow. I mean, they already have. They, guys like Tom Brady, LeBron James, they're going to blow all the numbers completely out of the water, and uh, it's going to be interesting to sit back and analyze 20 years from now when we've had this this whole wave of, of guys really taking it as serious as possible. Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. Marty Morningweg in studio with me, Coulter Nuanez. We'll take a look at all the NFL first-round playoff matchups as well as talk about the Alabama-Georgia National Championship game and some thoughts 
on specifically the injured quarterback for the Bobcats, Tommy Mallott, a guy that Coach Marty knows a little bit himself, following that 38-10 loss by MSU to North Dakota State on Saturday. Keep it right here. It's ESPN Radio. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. For the ninth time in the last 10 fall seasons, North Dakota State Bison are the kings of the FCS world. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Saturday in Frisco, Texas, North Dakota State dismantled Montana State, posting a 38-10 victory over a Bobcat squad, making their first national championship game appearance in 37 years. NDSU rushed for 380 yards, and Hunter Lepke scored three first-half touchdowns to help NDSU to a 28-0 halftime lead. And by the time Montana State got on the board, the Bison already had a five-score lead. Lepke, a junior in-state product, rushed for 84 yards to spearhead a rushing attack that averaged nearly 10 yards per carry, and Montana State could never find its footing following an injury to starting quarterback Tommy Mallott. Lepke was named the outstanding player of the FCS national title game as North Dakota State moved to 9-0 in Frisco, Texas, and claimed its ninth national championship since 2011. Montana State graduates 16 seniors, including All-Americans like Troy Anderson, Lewis Kidd, and Daniel Hardy. The Bobcats finished the 2021 season with 12 victories. And finally, for the first time since 2017, Montana State defeated rival Montana on the basketball court. MSU's men's basketball team posted a 66-59 win over the Grizz in Bozeman for their first rivalry win in nine outings. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. Sell my mama short on loving me I guess that's why she let me go so far Mama tried to stop me short of stealing I guess that's why I had to steal that car She told me not to smoke what up, it, Montana? But I did And it took me ESPN Radio and I SWX Television, I'm Coulter Nuanas. This is Nuanas Now one-stop shop for all things sports, particularly football, each and every weekday here on ESPN Radio. Rolling through the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty, Marty Mortenweg. In studio with me, longtime NFL coach, former University of Montana quarterback. We do this the second hour of each Monday's show. Always appreciate Coach for swinging by. The NFL playoff field is set. We gave you all the division champions in the last segment. But here's where we're at with the playoff matchups. The Packers in the NFC and the Titans in the AFC get the buys. And uh, then we got a full slate Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Saturday, NFL playoffs begin with the Raiders, who won a thriller last night in what amounted to a playoff game against the Chargers. They are heading to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. A big win for the Raiders, not only because it got them in the playoffs, but it also helped them dodge the Chiefs. They lost to the Chiefs by about six scores <laughs> combined this year, and uh, they were in it way more. Than they, actually, they beat the Bengals in their one game with the Bengals. And so um, not only does Las Vegas get in, but they also dodge the, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, which is one of certainly the favorites in the AFC. The other Saturday game features the uh, a, a NFC, an AFC excuse me, East showdown between the Patriots and the Bills. That should be a good one. Sunday, the Eagles play at the Bucks at 11 a.m. A renewal of one of the great rivalries in the NFC as the 49ers take on the Cowboys at 
And uh, then the night game for Sunday features the Steelers at Arrowhead Stadium taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. And then the last game of the first round of the NFL playoffs, a little Monday night football action, the Cardinals versus the Rams, the NFC West showdown uh, in the first round. Uh, Coach, let's start first with uh, the, the first playoff game between the Raiders and the Bengals because it's huge that the Raiders were able to dodge the Chiefs. The Raiders had no shot against the Chiefs this year. They, the Chiefs just dismantled them both times. And uh, so the big win last night, it sends Pittsburgh to Kansas City and the Raiders get a Bengals team. But I wouldn't necessarily say that that's a good draw either because Cincinnati, they've been up and down this year, but they're up, up right now. They've been rolling on offense. When Cincinnati is playing their very best, few people can beat them. That's right, because they can score just in bunches. And then they've had just some horrible games. So they are at home, right? And home field gets you many things. You sleep in uh, the hotel that you're uh, acclimated to there at home. The meetings, the the food, everything's the same. Your clothes, you don't have to pack. All those things, the... The altitude, you know, the the air travel, the the air pressure, all of those things. So when you go on the road, it's a business trip, and you're going to get in, you're going to get up, you're going to win the game, and get the heck out of there and get home. So the team, the road teams that have that mentality. Uh, have a chance to be a little bit more effective. We're talking about the Raiders coming off of what was such a dramatic and thrilling win, which was the last game of the day played on a Sunday. So that cost you some prep time too, because I didn't get over till you know probably close to 11 p.m. Uh, East Coast time. You've been on NFL coaching staffs before. What's the the turnaround like? I mean, how how hard is that when you come off such a a thrilling? division win like that and then you have to go on the road the next week it's fast you basically go to work right after the football game uh, or as soon as you know uh, that you're playing on saturday you go to work period the players they they get to the train room and they take a they take a little bit of time but that emotion you mentioned the emotion i remember one time the catch number two right against the green bay packers when i was with the 49ers at home and it was the first time in like five ball games that the 49ers had beaten the Green Bay Packers. Now, I was on the other side. I was with the Packers right. for about three of those. Right. And the emotion was so huge. And then we go to Atlanta for the playoff game the next week. And Garrison Hurst gets hurt on the first play, the great Garrison Hurst. And the emotion just went bump. If we just played okay, we win that ball game. So emotion does come into play in these games. The Patriots at the Bills on Saturday night is an interesting one because uh, these are this is a good matchup. Although the Bills won this division, uh, these two teams, they match up well on paper with each other. But my question for you, Coach, in this one, is that we talked about all the, the wonderful and uh, impressive and unbelievable accomplishments of Tom Brady. Uh, thrown for the most yards in a single season in his career, leading the NFL in passing yards, throwing 43 touchdowns, and getting the Bucks to 13 wins and into the playoffs. But there's been this argument since the, the split in New England happened. Was the magic success of the Patriots more because of Brady, more because of Belichick, more because of the organization and Rod, uh, Robert Kraft? And now, though, Tom Brady had the first laugh. He got his first Super Bowl outside of uh, this the dynasty, and now Bill Belichick has a chance to make a run at one. I don't necessarily know if they're necessarily a favorite, but Belichick at least now back into the playoffs. So does this sort of balance out that argument? 
let me just tell you this. I know that most of the Hall of Fame head coaches in the NFL had one and sometimes two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. So it's them together. The coach is is a heck of a coach, and then that players have a heck of a, co- a heck of a player. I'm not sure that some of those could have been done without each other. Right. And some of the players, the quarterbacks, didn't particularly like the head coach. Sure. But they had great respect for him. Right. That's all that needs to happen there. You put a great coach with a great quarterback. And typically, good things are going to happen. Monday afternoon, quarterback with Coach Marty. Marty Morningway, longtime NFL coach in studio with us. A couple more things about the NFL playoffs, plus a little look at tonight's FBS National Championship game and a couple final thoughts on Montana State's National Championship game loss on Saturday. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. Welcome back. ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanez. You're listening to Nuanez Now. We're doing the Monday afternoon quarterback like we do each and every Monday during the second hour here on ESPN. Our good friend, Marty Morningwig, longtime NFL coach, in studio with us talking all things football. It's time now for the final word presented by Eagle Satellite. Have you heard about the great prices on TV and Internet at Eagle Satellite? They have TV packages starting at $57.99 with free installation and Internet for just $50 a month. Eagle Satellite, locally owned and operated for more than 40 years and proud supporter of sports around the state of Montana. Coach, I want to ask you a little bit about the Alabama-Georgia game, but first I want to ask you just briefly your thoughts on the FCS National Championship game because I know you watched it. You have coached Tommy Mallott during your uh, Mar- Marty Morningway quarterback camp uh, that you had during the summers. He came there uh, when he was still in high school at Butte High School. So I know you followed him during this great playoff run. And uh, unfortunately for him, he only got to be in the game for about a possession. Suffered what I thought was like a high ankle sprain and uh, then was out of the game. And uh, with Tucker Rovick at the helm, I don't know how much more he could have done, but also you could just see the the, the Bobcats were just deflated. It, it really just took – it completely deflated all of the momentum that they had built over the last month or so. And I just thought it was kind of unfortunate that it happened so early in the game. Well, a few things. Proud. Proud of guys like Tommy Malott and the rest of the guys from – the state of Montana making the run. Disappointing. Disappointing yeah. football game. It was. It was over in the second quarter. And I know, I know people are probably saying it didn't matter that Tommy got hurt. It's a team game. Understood. It takes everybody. It takes the training staff, the equipment staff, the coaches, the, the uh, ability to acquire players. It takes every. Buddy in the athletic department to make a run like that. However, let's not underestimate the effect of one player in any particular game. One player can have a huge effect. Let's say Tommy didn't get his ankle uh, uh, twisted around. That was kind of ugly on the TV. It was, it looked yeah. ugly. Uh, and let's say they go on ahead and score right there. The whole mentality 
changes just a little bit. For Does sure. North Dakota sure. State do some different things because they say, we can't stop the Montana State Bobcats and Tommy Malat. We're going to have trouble stopping. So we need to do this a little bit more or that. Yeah. And the whole influence of the game may change. It's kind of crazy, and that's why this is a great sport. Because we can debate this forever because you can't go back and play That's right. That's with right. a healthy Tommy Malott and see what happens. But I would say, like I said earlier, don't underestimate the effect of one player on any particular game. Monday afternoon quarterback with Marty Morningweg here on ESPN Radio. If you missed anything in the show today, you can always find it on the podcast, which is probably presented by Sportsbet Montana. About 10 minutes away from the kickoff of the FBS National Championship game. Well, full coverage for you here on ESPN Radio. Also, speaking of sports bet Montana, you want to go throw down a little money on the game? They have all sorts of good lines for you. So either download the Sports Bet Montana app or head on over to a Sports Bet Montana kiosk. You can always just go to the Sports Bet Montana website and find all of the places they offer kiosks in Missoula and throughout the state of Montana. Tomorrow, we're going to recap all the uh, rivalry action. I, I told you the score, Montana State, a 66-59 victory over the Grizz basketball team in the rivalry for men's hoops. Uh, that's MSU's first win over the Grizz since 2017, only the second time that Travis DeKear, Montana head coach, has ever lost to the Bobcats. So we'll hear from uh, Danny Sprinkle from Montana State as well as Travis DeKear and uh, also talk some high school sports tomorrow. But a, a couple more things to get to here, Coach, just a couple minutes left. What do you think of tonight's game? Because uh, Georgia has been building itself in the image of Alabama. Kirby Smart coached for Nick Saban for a long time. Now he's back at his alma mater. This is the best version of the Georgia team of the Georgia Bulldogs we've seen in a while. They are ferocious defensively. Yet the more it changes, the more it stays the same. Nick Saban still he's the man. He's he's El Presidente when it comes to college football. And uh, even when. They played earlier this year. Alabama just beat the tar out of them, even though Georgia was the number one team in the country and had all these crazy defensive accolades. So tonight, you got to rematch again the uh, Crimson Tide versus the Bulldogs. What do you think of this matchup? Well, Alabama is ranked number one. Georgia, I believe, is three, and Georgia is given two and a half points. Yep. If somebody was forcing me to make a wager, which I'm not, it would be very, very difficult for me to put monies against Alabama, and I'll tell you why. You mentioned it. Alabama's at the top. They've been there before. They've got a coach that knows how to get there and stay there and win this game. They beat them like a borrowed mule earlier in the year. I think they've got a little bit uh, more active quarterback. I think they typically will score more points. Georgia gives up less than a touchdown uh, per game on defense, and Alabama goes and scores 40-something on him. It's just different. So I would not be surprised if, in fact, I'm sort of rooting for Georgia. Sure. Enough of Alabama. Right. Right? You know, they've won there, and people are chasing them, right? Much like North Dakota State. No question. People are chasing them. Is it, you, you, you know, so so they you have to go, okay, how do we get North Dakota State? How do we get Alabama? Okay, the Big physical lines. Where are they getting them from, and how are they doing it? Right. Can we match it? Can we be even better? Yep. Can we out-scheme them? Can we get an extra three points or seven points on this type of play that they haven't seen yet? Can we blitz them off the edge, which we haven't done all year, with a corner from the boundary, let's just say, 
and cause a turnover. Those are the things that are going to have to happen for Georgia. FBS National Championship game, the last college football game of what has been a tremendous 2021 football season takes place tonight. You can find all the action about five minutes away right here on ESPN Radio. And that should be a good one. Should be an an utter slugfest. It's amazing what college football has become. I think in a lot of ways, the product has never been better. And in a lot of ways, there's never been more questions about the product just because of the influx of money and the lack of parity and the fact that these same teams keep winning and the gap keeps growing. Uh, But this will be a heck of a game tonight. And you're going to see... So many guys are going to play on Sundays in this game. Seriously, this might be the greatest collection of talent that uh, an FBS National Championship game has ever had. I think you might see 20 to 25 guys that are drafted the top 100 picks in this game. So it's, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a heck of a game, and I'll tell you what, all that is true, Coulter. Many of these men, young men, are going to play in the NFL and go on to great careers. However, you are either a national champion or you're not. That's right. And that's what they're playing for. Juice it up tonight. It should be a heck of a game. I would expect Alabama to pull it out maybe in a reasonably close game. I'm, I'm, I'm Maybe I'm hoping that, Coulter. This has been the Monday Afternoon Quarterback with Coach Marty Morningweg here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas for Marty Morningweg. It's been an outstanding football season. We still have tons of NFL coverage. We'll have more reactions from this weekend's championship games, including tonight's game, plus the one we saw on Saturday. Plus, we're going to dive all the way into the Cacaroos uh, hoops games from over the weekend. And uh, we will be back at it tomorrow at 4 p.m. In the meantime, enjoy yourselves this evening. Thanks so much for being with us. We'll be back at it 4 p.m. tomorrow. This has been Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. SportsBet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for SportsBet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. SportsBet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized SportsBet Montana location or by using the SportsBet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since SportsBet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. SportsBet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized SportsBet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.